We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. And welcome back to the Tango Alpha Experience. I am Jeff Daly of the Michigan Dailies, sitting here in Los Angeles enjoying better weather. Over there in that square right there is Ashley Marie Gorbulja. I call her AGM. Yo, AGM, what up? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing well, Jeff. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that introduction. You're so adorable. I love the poofy air. Can you show the people how you get ready for the show? Yeah, just, you know, it's, it's all about the poof, you know, just gotta. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to learn. Mm. 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 I'm doing some yeah. new stuff with it. I'm really excited. Does it mm help? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. It's all this about affirmations. Actually... You got to look yourself in the mirror and say, you beautiful, you smart. You're going to rock and do everything you need to do today. I would probably do it with proper grammar, but I see where you're going. You see where all I'm right. going with that? Yeah, good. <laughs> You beautiful, you smart, you smart. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I am smart. S M A R T. Spell smart. <laughs> I was gonna get a kick out of this. They're gonna give me a hard time. <sighs> are we are we done with the poof smart mirror affirmation bad grammar section of our show today? We are. Let's move on. All right, we are gonna switch. We are gonna switch gears. We're gonna switch moods because this is quite the week. For veterans, I'm not going to do much of an intro. I'm just going to read this, and then we're going to do our tribute in the, in a way that we can do that. Uh, the August 26 attack near the gates of Hamid Karzai International Airport, which killed 11 Marines, one Navy sailor, and one Army soldier. Uh, this is from the news story back then, is under investigation that attack uh they believe this show airs 23rd um and the attack so they died on the 26th we don't always get to link up this show and the recording with uh impactful events this time we're pretty darn close and as i always like to say i've heard somewhere somewhere that we all die twice the day we physically die and the day our name is spoken for the last time. So these 13, Ashley and I have pledged that they will not die today on our watch. That second time. So uh, let's do it. All right. Marine Corps Staff Sergeant Darren T. Hoover, 31 of Salt Lake City, Utah. Marine Corps Sergeant Johanny. Rosario Pichardo, 25, of Lawrence, Massachusetts. Marine Corps Sergeant Nicole L. Gee, 23, of Sacramento, California. Marine Corps Corporal Hunter Lopez, 22, of Indio, California. Marine Corps Corporal Deegan W. Page, 23, of Omaha, Nebraska. Marine Corps Corporal Humberto A. Sanchez, 22, of Logansport, Indiana. 
Marine Corps, Lance Corporal David L. Espinoza, 20 of Rio Bravo, Texas. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Jared M. Schmitz, 20 of St. Charles, Missouri. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Dylan R. Marola, 20 of Rancho Cucamonga, California. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Riley J. McCollum, 20 of Jackson, Wyoming. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Kareem M. Nico, 20 of Norco, California. Navy Hospitalman Maxton W. Soviak, 22 of Berlin Heights, Ohio. Army Staff Sergeant Ryan C. Knaus, 23, Coryton, Tennessee. And we'll just take a moment of maybe 10 seconds of uh, silence here. Thank you for uh, participating in that with us. Uh, we are going to, we're going to switch gears again, uh, but it's still, it's still relevant to me because all of this is such a tough week, such a tough time, uh, not just for veterans, but for the country in general, all the things we have going on, all of the things, not all the things, uh, that that's copywritten by Ashley, so I can't say all the things. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the t-shirt. Uh, today, we're gonna to be joined by US Army retired Lieutenant Colonel Aaron Leonard. Aaron is a combat veteran who now serves as campaign manager at Sierra Club Military Outdoors and is co-chair of the Outdoor RX Coalition with the New York State Division of Veteran Services. We're gonna be right back with Aaron after the break. Raising money for your American Legion programs has never been so easy. Terry Lynn Fundraising offers customized fundraising programs, dedicated support, discounts and incentives, and premium products for your members to sell. We're talking delicious nuts, confections, and snack mixes that will keep your supporters coming back for more. You can see how simple and effective Terry Lynn can be to use for your next fundraiser when you request a free tasting sample at terrylynn.com al. Check it out and get ready to have the most successful fundraiser yet. Visit terrylynn.com slash AL. And we are back and we are with U.S. Army retired Lieutenant Colonel Aaron Leonard. Aaron, how are you doing? Doing well, Jeff. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast and thank you for all the work that you do that we're getting ready to talk about. Uh, on that note, we're going to let Ashley kick off with the first question because she always demands to i'm just oh, I don't, i'm just I here man that just yeah, so no. ex exhaustingly dramatic it's it's <laughs> unbelievable i rolls for everyone out there listening so aaron thanks for being on i'm excited to dig in a little bit um you seem like quite the the nature officiant and i know that jeff's gonna <clears throat> excuse me i know that jeff is going to be getting into that a little bit but i want to learn a bit more about your your time in the service following you know 9 11 um and you know your deployment to iraq and just kind of how that that chapter kind of sets you into the pathway for the sierra club sure it's a it's a pretty good story 
I think it it rep, it reflects what a lot of folks like us go through when we transition out of that time of service, uh, whether you're in combat or not. But you know, my personal story was I was a I was deployed twice as a major with the first cav in uh, eight, nine, in uh, 2009, and then again in 2010. And uh, we finished out with the third brigade when we we left Iraq. Literally closed the gate at that time. Um, and what I did right after I got home is me and a couple of our colleagues, we went on an outward bound for veterans week-long expedition, which is a program I encourage anybody who has an opportunity to participate in uh, to do. And we went dog sledding in Minnesota in March. Um, we've been back from it, from uh, Iraq for about four months. And um, who goes dog sledding, right? So next thing I know, I'm laying on a frozen lake 30 below zero, and I'm sleeping in between these two fellow soldiers that I just spent a year with overseas. And uh, for the first time in a decade, I felt this sense of peace and calm. And by the end of that week, it became pretty clear to me that as I was drawing towards the end of my career, working with veterans in the outdoors was something that I'd be interested in doing as a second chapter in my life. It's fantastic. I've never been, I, well, I've never, I've never dog sled it before. I'm curious, like, I mean, I think my only like ignorant reference is like Balto. So uh, how I just, just, could you just elaborate a little bit more on what it was like to, to dog sled for the first time? I'm just out of curiosity. Yeah, like, yeah it was amazing. Can I ask a question first? What is Balto? Oh, the, the sledding dog had to go to, I think it was Adidarod. I don't know if I'm saying, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the, the last is it a movie correctly. or a book. Yeah, it's or? a movie. It's about this like famous dog that like there was a sick town and there was medicine needed and required and they it, yeah. sledded through the I'm, night in the storm. I'm sorry. We can do Jeff Daly's remedial pop culture <laughs> later. Story uh, time. Well, trivia, Jeff, there's a statue of that that hero dog in, in Central Park. What? Yeah. I don't know things. All right, <laughs> sorry, I interrupted. And I also wanted to say uh, it is so Minnesota that you were able to be on a frozen lake in March. I'm just gonna <laughs> throw that out there. But <laughs> so what it was like is um, for that pro program in particular, it's not a guided trip. You're, you're not paying money and being cooked meals and being sleeping in tents that somebody else sets up the minute you get there they put you to work and we we spent one night in a cab or outside of a cabin actually we slept in the snow outside the building so we can learn how to get dressed when it's below 30 degrees um and the next morning i was driving a dog sled with no instruction other than you'll figure it out and that was amazing that's the army way you'll figure <laughs> it out here you go. Here's no resources, no instruction block. Make it happen. I think that's what makes their program so successful is they put you in the moment and then you just have to do it. And it just gets you involved from the very beginning. There's something powerful about being present in nature. And then also when we're in different situations, just as, as you described. So I wholeheartedly agree. I think that's lovely. All right, you can't tell 
a Marine about no resources. I mean, <laughs> we were jealous. We were jealous. You guys had like things like food. It was weird. It's uh, yeah, we know about we know about not having resources. So you're you're our our previous host, Mark CB, would always say uh, you get to you get a bunch of veterans together. Uh, you you give them an activity to focus on, and eventually therapy happens. So is uh, is that kind of accurate for for the activities that you do? You don't have do you have to focus on the therapeutic, or does it kind of just happen? You know, in a lot of ways, Jeff, it just happens. There there's different a, a structured outdoor program. You know, where you have a trained outdoor leader where those do exist in this country and where veterans do have an opportunity to participate, they're, they're extremely effective at, at, at causing positive changes in sense of loneliness or sense of belonging. Uh, and primarily that comes from doing these outdoor activities with a group of people you have some commonality with, other vets. And we do train our outdoor leaders on how to process those experiences. So a more formal thing. But when we teach that, we, we use an example of sitting around a campfire. You've just had dinner together as a group, and now you're just telling stories. And that's what processing in these circumstances should look like. Uh, and then that just happens throughout the whole day. And, and you know that once people figure out what branch of service they are in, then you've got all that dynamics as well, right? Competitiveness and snarky comments going back and forth. So it really creates that comfortable environment that I think a lot of us miss from our time in the service. I, I don't know anything about snarky comments about other <laughs> branches of the military. I, I would never participate in such activities. Anyway, I'll send you a box of crayons then we'll see. What you <laughs> mm -hmm. we'll, see we'll see where we draw the line at. <laughs> I, I've never understood why that's snarky. Those are delicious snacks. I'm just saying, throwing that out there. Uh, he did speak of the hierarchy, and then I do I do notice when we get veterans together that there is that hierarchy. You have the, you know the Marine Corps, and then everybody else. That's kind of how that works. Uh, so <laughs> the Space Force is on the top now, isn't it? I mean, if you ask them, yeah, <laughs> they. And if you know you go by satellites and altitude, I guess physically they're 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 on top. So the the big a big part of what you've been doing is is on the legislative side. That's correct. Uh, all of the experiences that veterans get to experience wouldn't happen if they weren't allowed to do it, have access to do it, and. Uh, there's some support, whether, I don't know if it's financial, you, you'll probably answer this. You probably talked about this once or twice before. So uh, can you tell us about the legislation that you have going in New York and federally and how it affects people like me and Ashley and yourself? Absolutely. Well, let me start with New York. That was the first project we, we took on. Um, we looked across the country at, at different states or regions and how veterans might be participating in these structured programs. Uh, we did that around 2017 or 18. And uh, just when I started working at the club, we, and we found that there was less than 1% less than of our veteran population, the community, ever has an opportunity to participate in something like Outward Bound for Veterans. 
It's a very, very small number. There's just not that many programs out there. We think there's maybe between 300 and 350 effective outdoor programs that do something with veterans in the outdoors to create that experience that we were just talking about. So we also know that about half of Americans, about 50% of this country recreates outside in some capacity every year, but not everybody does. And, and it became clear, and uh, a lot of folks in this field will agree that there's a lot of different barriers that keep a veteran from participating. Think of a 80 year old veteran who lives in the Bronx, and maybe they live in an area of the Bronx that has a very high poverty rate, you know, around 30% or greater. This veteran might not have much physical ability or mobility, and they may also not have any transportation other than public transportation. They may require ADA facilities to visit something. They're not gonna go dog sledding in Minnesota, but they're still gonna benefit from the time that they might spend out time outside with other people whether they're veterans or friends and family. So in New York, we partnered with the chairperson for the New York State Assembly's um, Veterans Affairs Committee, Assembly Member Dee Dee Barrett, and we authored a bill called Outdoor Rx in 2019. It got passed through the Assembly and Senate and signed into law, and it created a need for an Outdoor Rx committee to meet. And I was named co-chair for that committee, along with a state employee. And we examined barriers that veterans face in New York and members of the military stationed here at like Fort Drum or at a Coast Guard station or at West Point. Um, what kind of barriers did they face when accessing? And we came up with over 20 different barriers, everything from ability levels to lack of finances to a big one being not knowing where they could go, why they should go, what they would do, how they would get there and so on. So directly related to education. Once that committee uh, work was done, we published a report, which is publicly accessible uh, through the New York Division of Veterans Services, and we've launched the Outdoor RX Coalition to start breaking down barriers that exist between federal and state agencies, veteran service organizations, even those who do not do any type of outdoor programming, and connect directly with the 62 veteran service offices across the state giving them a place they can go to learn about all the benefits of spending time outdoors. And then creating educational projects or products that would go into uh, you know, the provider's realm. So a therapist or a, a doctor at the VA might start prescribing these opportunities, whether they're on their own or, or as, as part of a group. And, and we focus on two different uh, results. One is to help those structured programs be more successful and see more diversity within the ranks, not just with race, but also with age in particular. Most of the images you might see for structured programs are of younger, more athletic veterans. And we want to make more, we want to create some additional awareness around what the older veteran population might be looking for or how they might participate as well. Uh, and then we also have put a lot of effort into just creating ways to make it easier for anybody who's a veteran in the state and their families or caregivers, gold star families, people stationed here, uh, make it easier for them to access our parks and other public lands and waters in New York. Mm -hmm. So that affects access fees, adding transportation routes so that 80 year old veteran who lives in the Bronx might be able to take an ADA accessible bus and go to a state park that's just outside the Bronx 
It's the second largest state park in the country, or excuse me, in New York, um, next to the Adirondacks. And uh, there's no public transportation to take people there, even though it's 45 minute drive from where that person might live. Uh, that's a real simple solution, but it takes a lot of time and effort to get to that point where you can create a bus stop. So from creating the legislation to where we're at right now, which is operationalizing all of these great ideas, uh, has taken us about three years of work. And that's just in the state of New York. Wow. And uh, you're, you're also doing work federally, correct? Yeah. So at the same time, uh, Jeff, we, we worked with uh, Representative Chris Smith from New Jersey to author a bill called the Accelerating Veterans Recovery Outdoors Act, also about the same time period. That too went through Congress, was signed into law, and uh, if not for COVID, there would have already been a task force created between the DOD and the VA and other land managers um, to, to examine how to incorporate outdoor programming within the VA system, which is a really big deal. We're talking about increasing access to the outdoors, both with structured programs and on people's own time with their friends and family by providing education and, and producing the Veterans and Parks Pass, which is already in law or it already exists and is available. Um, essentially making it easier for, for all 18 million plus living veterans in the US to access our parks and public lands across the country. Uh, that was the original bill language. So where we're at right now is um, we are advising the task force for outdoor recreation uh, for veterans, which is a VA led task force that will be launching on September 27th of this year, uh, this, just a couple of days after public lands day. And then we'll be supporting that task force with our uh, expertise in this field as it moves through about a year long study of different solutions they might implement within the VA to increase access to the outdoors for veterans. Nice. Nice. Two pretty good pieces of legislation, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're doing, you're doing some things. Uh, <laughs> all, <laughs> things. Give up. <laughs> all the things. Not all of them, but uh, actually got a follow up. Yeah, um, so, so we went over the, the new, excuse me, the New York's Outdoor RX program. And then at the national level, you're advising the task force for outdoor recreation for veterans. Um, you know, what are, what are some important messages um, that you would want to, you know, bestow on veterans who are interested in getting out into, into nature, utilizing Sierra Club um, within your own state and abroad? Is this something that can be obviously duplicated in multiple states? Is it across the states? I don't know if I missed that. So I know that you have outing programs located in Alaska, San Francisco, uh, Bay Area, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Jacksonville, Hartville, and I, and then obviously New York City or New York in, gen in just general. So I just wanted to kind of expand on the scope of your reach and what veterans should know. Sure. I could tell you that if a veteran has an opportunity to participate with us in a place like New York City, then they're always welcome. And they would, they would have, a, we have a great time when we get outside together, but that doesn't, that's not normally the case. Most folks don't have the time or they don't have the confidence in themselves or they don't wanna, uh, you know, there's these different reasons why they might not wanna participate. So I would tell folks that one, even if you just spend 15 minutes a day sitting under a tree, we know that you'll have 
uh, physical benefits from that just by being outside and not being surrounded or not, you know, leave your phone behind, uh, take a break. Each day I do the same thing, just sit outside in my backyard, or since I get a chance to work in the outdoors, uh, I got that opportunity as well. But so, but folks will get really busy with their lives in the veteran community. You know, you get out, you transition, you roll right into college, you roll right into a job, and you have all these requirements and all of this stress to try to make it work. But make time for yourself to go outside and make time for you, your friends and families to, to schedule some trips and go, go camping or just spend a day at a park, go for a hike. If you're lucky enough like me, uh, I live within a state park in New York, so I'm surrounded by trails and access to nature. But if you're in a place like uh, New York City, um, you do have some great parks and urban environments, but you also have a way to, to get out and to leave and go elsewhere. In most cases, somebody can take public transportation to some type of natural space uh, if they're able to do that. Um, so that's what I would tell folks is to make time for themselves. If they want to join the Sierra Club, we have chapters and, and smaller groups all across the country. All of them run outdoor programs. We only have seven specific locations for military outdoors. But the Sierra Club has been leading people outside for 130 years now. So we have a pretty, pretty robust uh, outdoor program within that organization. And we're not the only one, depending on what part of the country you live in. There are outdoor clubs uh, everywhere. The Appalachian Mountain Club, the Adirondacks Club. It's just There's a long list of groups that you can join, even a meetup group that goes out and goes hiking. You never know who you might meet and uh, it gets you outside for a bit. Oh, I hear you. I've, I've done the walking mall here. Uh, <laughs> probably not the same thing. I, I, <laughs> I, I got a little shook and felt called out when you said, uh, go out in nature. I go check. I can do that. Uh, do a little hike check. I can do that. Sit under a tree. That's awesome. Leave my phone at home. <laughs> if I can't post a picture of it with an inspirational quote put over the top of it, was I really there? That's yeah. uh, that's all I can think about when I when I hear that. Uh, so, on the federal side, uh, you said the the it sounds like VIP pass is is that the is that the program where uh, veterans can get a federal parks a national parks pass. That is, yeah. That's what okay. That's what you're talking about, yeah. um, and so and and we can probably put that information in the show notes. That's a uh, National Park Service. Uh, that's right. Program and uh, which I un I have not been able to take advantage of. One of the things is that you have to go to the park first and then get it. Uh, I kind of want to go online and get all my all my things in order, but um, what can what can American Legion posts do? You, you know, because it's not just about the individual. We search sometimes for that camaraderie effect. And are there programs we can do where we can get 10, 20, 30 people together? Yeah. What can you do? Well, one, the Veterans and Parks Pass is a lifetime pass, unlike the military pass, which you have to renew every year. Uh, and it, you can get it online through their 
MPS website. What? Yeah. Okay. One of the recommendations that we're making to the task force on outdoor recreation for veterans is that at the VA, they issue those passes. So when you go in and get your physical or, or anything, they can ask you, did you get your pass yet? And if not, they could have it right there at the desk and hand it to you. I, I think that's that. an easy win. And I would love to see uh, folks in the Legion get behind that message. Ashley, you want to write a resolution? We talk about those all the time. Mm -hmm. We do. <laughs> yes, we do. Seems like you an know, easy fix, don't you think? It is. You know how you can make it cheaper? Have your VA card double as your pass. Right. Then you don't have, then you don't have to. You don't have to print hundreds of thousands more. I don't know. That's a good point because the yeah. the Veterans and Parks Pass we believe should be accepted by all of our states, all fifty. Oh. Every single state park should accept that pass for access. There's a similar pass called uh, um, Every Kid Outdoors. It's for all the fourth graders in the U.S. The state of New York accepts that pass in all of its state parks already. There's other states that do the same thing. So one of the pieces that we'll be advocating for is that states um, accept the Veterans and Parks Pass as is and not require anything separate. Wow, that's... Uh... I love that. I think that's fantastic. I enjoy nature and to have everything just right there and regardless of where I travel and go. And you were once a fourth grader. I was once <laughs> a fourth grader. Yes, that's, very, that's oddly specific, by the way. It's available mm -hmm. to all fourth graders. Was there yes. some study or, or they just randomly picked that age? Well, the, the idea is that that fourth grader will inspire their, their family to go out to these parks. It gives them a chance to explore uh, our national park system. Um, and the energy of that fourth grader that brings home that pass is what gets people to go. So they're the catalyst to get their family outside. And I think it does work from what we've seen. It's been very successful at doing that. All right, Jeff, but, that means we got to take you outside, bud. We got to get you right. excited. Hey, I never made it to fourth <laughs> grade. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I skipped the fourth. Nope, that wasn't me either. Uh, so it sounds like you can, you're inspiring us on, on multiple levels, levels of our mission. We aim to take care of the veteran obviously and uh this is a, a clear way to do that and now we're getting this big surprise at the end where we can uh affect children and youth which is another pillar of the american legion if we just get out there and spread the word about these programs and and just get these get these things out there because there's so much information and that that is out there that doesn't get told and if it doesn't get told it doesn't get used so it's i think it's important for us and part of our role as legionnaires is to get that information out there so i want to thank you for getting it out there into at least these two brains and also super producer holly's back there listening and typing i like watching her type as we we talk about things i feel like saying something stupid and seeing if she puts it in the metadata accidentally but uh <laughs> so thanks again for doing all that i will not be joining you dog sledding ashley might want to do that she, i would totally do that yes sign me up i'm down okay i've been i've been in the total mood right now of trying new things i'm gonna try and do sailing lessons i just went kayaking i am 
going to do dance classes. I've got a personal trainer. Like I'm all for it right now. So adventures away. <laughs> Just all let right. me know. We'll put you on a trip. So if uh, you want to go dog sledding, look in the show notes, see if Holly can find a dog sledding thing near you. She's a little scared um, that uh, she's not going to be able to do that. Oh, nope. She's feeling confident. And we will see, hopefully, all of you, not just here on Tango Alpha Lima, but outside. And what's coming up next, Ashley and I are going to talk about Aaron when he's not here. That's <laughs> how we do it. We talk behind people's back, and we're going to do that right after the break. Join us for the 2022 100 Miles for Hope Challenge. The 3rd American Legion Fitness Challenge will once again raise money for disabled veterans and military families in need. We've made improvements to the 2022 challenge. Monthly mini challenges. Department versus department challenges. And easier ways to track your miles. And we've made it easier for friends and families to support you with donations to the Veterans and Children's Foundation. Our goal for this campaign is to raise $450,000 for the foundation. But we're going to need your help. It doesn't matter if you walk, run, ride, or swim. Just get active. Support our veterans and military families. And let's show the nation that we are Veterans Strengthening America. All right, Ashley, we were just there with... Uh... Aaron, what did you have a, a, a quick takeaway? The quick takeaway from Aaron is that there are so many possibilities to get outside and be active, um, you know, to include obviously our hundred miles for hope, which should be, you know, coming to an end here in September. So continuing to get your miles, you're running, you're jogging, getting outside, obviously with the Sierra club and the military component of that, any clubs that are in your area, I think it's a great way to be present and disconnect. So check out the amazing programming and continue to kind of be on a legislative watch. And, you know, maybe there's an opportunity, of course, which discussed for a resolution to maybe make our veteran ID card from the VA, you know, synonymous with, I can have access to any park. Like, I think that's a really cool idea that we talked about. So, you know, love, for anyone out there who's the, feeling like when they're really cool, it's a, we, 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 that was a Jeff Daly idea. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. Jeff Daly. We, we, I'm just saying saving money that's all i'm that's what i'm about about saving money all right yes he 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 learned me some things too uh gonna get my nps pass online um gonna kind of watch uh this legislation although what he said was they're past the legislative state they're now in implementing phases of it and i noticed one of the cities involved is los angeles so i'm going to see if we can spread the word through the city of angels like me <laughs> okay <laughs> whatever you say bud okay why do you think i wear a hat all the time i don't want to blind everything with my halo you're, all you're right <laughs> it's just so wow i don't have a lot of words we should just let's just you want to just move on rapid fire rapid fire rapid i kind of gave it away all oh, right no. this is our favorite part of the show this is today's version of rapid fire all right rapid fire number one lieutenant 
Lieutenant General Michael E. Langley has made history in becoming the first black uh, officer in the Marine Corps' 246-year history promoted to rank of four-star general. After the Senate voted to confirm Lang Langley's promotion last week, this 37-year-old Marine Corps uh, Corps, um, nope, the 37-year Marine Corps veteran who will oversee all U.S. military forces in Africa was formally promoted during the ceremony Saturday in Washington. Oversee all, never mind, I'm gonna let it go. He got his four stars. I'm not gonna say anything about them, where they're putting him. That seems a little weird to me. But anyway, uh, Ashley, what do you think? Congratulations. Oh my goodness. That's fantastic. All right, sir. Okay. All right. I see you. I see you. Four-star general. Okay. Shining now bright I'm up there. I'm officially afraid of him. I would I have never <laughs> I've never spoken to a four-star. I think of I think I've only really gone up to two. Well, we've talked about this before. Like you're the type that like if you were if you saw anyone of a higher rank of certain stature, you were like, I've done something egregiously wrong. And I should not really? be here. Or you just look at the ground and you walk away. You no, just like I'm, a if, walk on the grass if it meant to avoid a, 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 a no or a salute zone. Like I could just see it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Now, if I get called to a room with one, I do think I'm in trouble. That happened when I was at Pendleton to give a talk. But when I was in, if I was walking, if the person's rank was higher than my CO, I purposely detoured around them because I didn't know what to do. In fact, with generals, I don't know whether to, whether to call them general or sir or ma'am, or whatever. And just shaking in your boots. Okay. Nope, I'm not it. shaking in my boots. My boots are made for walking that direction. Um, <laughs> Get you a slow, a slow walk out, fast walk out. Because I'm not Spawning. playing that. But congratula congratulations, General. You will do a great job. You will get out of Africa one day, I'm sure. Hopefully you will become a CMC and we'll get to talk about you again right here on Tango Alpha Lima. But right now we got to wrap it all the way down to pew, pew, rapid fire number two. The upcoming one year anniversary of the U.S. myth. Uh, this is not upcoming. Uh, this is the story. This is from the story. The upcoming one year anniversary of the U.S. military withdrawal from Afghanistan could serve as a trigger for troops and veterans suffering from what is known as moral injury researchers and mental health advocates say. We did a show on this. Yes, we did. We talked I, about we, this in depth. We talked about moral, in, like the difference between moral injury and uh, mm -hmm. PTS. Uh, you're going to want to dig in the archives. That's what I'm saying for that. We don't have time to talk about all of the nuances that the expert, plus, I probably couldn't do it justice anyway. Um, so uh, we will put it in the show notes for y'all. We'll put it in the show notes. And just so super producer Holly knows, she thinks I helped her out a ton by putting this link in the show notes. That's not to our story. That's to a stars and strikes story. Because <laughs> um, I don't know how to search our extensive database. We have hundreds of programs, which is uh, a little... I mean, a little advertisement for if you love this, if you love hearing and seeing all of these people, there's hundreds of shows for you to catch up on. And I'm sure you've missed a couple. Uh, okay. Shameless plug. Okay. All right, Jeff. You know, I yeah, you can search on Fireside by using a keyword. So moral injury would be the keyword here in this case. But uh, 
you know, being mindful of, you know, this one year anniversary, you know, um, you know, battle buddy checks are important. Like you do a buddy check, uh, you know, make those calls, check in on people. Right. Like this is, this is some things, of course, moral injury referring to distress, right. That you often feel when it violates that sense of right and wrong. So, um, given the experiences, a lot of folks who have obviously served in Afghanistan, this is, uh, this is something to be mindful of as, as we're, as we're creeping into the, the anniversary. We're in it actually in it, in it, excuse me. We're just past the anniversary, but we do like at the top of the show, we do have the 13 to think about coming up. Um, all right. This Ashley, why don't you do uh, this? Cause it will introduce you. Oh, I'm told episode 41, episode four, one is the moral injury episode. You're going to want to go back and check out the differences between uh, moral injury and uh, PTS and how misdiagnosis happens. And all of, he talks about so many nuances mm -hmm. of things uh, that I'm not gonna even pretend to uh, broach the subject. Uh, so please go ahead and do that. Ashley, this uh, rapid fire number three kind of leads up to- Absolutely. All right, so I'll take no, it from- uh, I... mm? Oh, all right. Rapid fire number three, pew, pew, pew. All right, <laughs> now Jeff is happy. All right, so uh, for those of you who aren't aware, or you should be, uh, I'm hopefully gonna see everyone in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I know Jeff, myself, producer Holly, we're all gonna be there. So in collaboration with the American Legion uh, Wisconsin Hiring Our Heroes, uh, we're partnering to host a career event in support of veterans, transitioning, transitioning service members, military spouses, and military caregivers to prepare military community members for the next step in their careers and to, of course, connect military-ready companies actively hiring for positions across various industries, both locally and nationwide. So for your situational awareness, uh, this will be at the Hilton, Milwaukee. Uh, this will be at uh, 509 West Wisconsin Ave, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, zip 53203. If you want to just pop that in, save it. Or, you know, go and download the app so you can see all of these cool updates as you have them. But it will be on August 25th, 2022. If you didn't know what year it was, now you know. <laughs> well, it will be from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. in that central time for career workshops. And then also, I believe, 1 to 4 uh, central time, there's going to be the actual career fair. So download the app if you have not already. The know before you go. Visit the website. Check out what you need to get with your departments. Come up with a come up with a, a plan. We'd love to see you there. Um, and uh, again, you're gonna have to come look for us at the Tango Alpha Lima uh, podcast booth because I'm not sure. You know, we're gonna be at what booth 119, 119. Yeah, so 119. Come see us. We're excited to take you know selfie groupies. You know, we're we're gonna take all kinds of photos. I'm sure we're gonna have some fun things for you. And uh, we'll be right outside the exhibit hall. So you can't miss us and you're not going to be able to miss Jeff Daly. You're going to hear him before you see him, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> we will be there. Just whisper Marine Corps and you'll hear the biggest hoorah. So we are running out of time. Can you go ahead and take us out, please? All righty. So don't forget to subscribe to Tango Alpha Lima podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Please leave us a review and give us a big old five-star rating so that the world knows how much you adore us. 
If you have a guest recommendation, go to legion.org backslash tango alpha lima and click on the suggest a guest link. And we look forward to seeing you at convention. Yes, alphas, do us a favor, attack the booth, make us the most popular thing in Milwaukee outside of beer and cheese curds. And we will appreciate and love that. Um, and that's, I think, I think that's it. That's I got to scroll all the way back because I didn't, I forgot what we, where we were. I'm going to go ahead and declare this last episode before convention. What do you, oh, I see the number. Super producer. Holly, she's <laughs> she's trying to mime. She's, she's miming, miming again. again. All right. Please I'm request back. that while we're in Wisconsin. Please request that like, producer Holly mime. I'm going to do that, uh, that, that, that song thing. I'm going to back back the truck up uh season three episode 122 mission complete